For sure, man. Well, what else we got, dude? We got good things to talk about, but we also got some some fucked up shit to talk about, bro. Dude, with that being said, before we go any further, I, I just want to say is, you know, I I'm here in Washington, D.C. area, right? And I live in a very um, um, Jewish area, which is amazing because I have my neighbor who's, uh, his name is John. He's, he's, he's a Jewish guy. Love him to death. And the way that Yi and the way that Kyrie have really shook this community is truly spectacular. I, I am pissed beyond anything. And on top of that, here we are in Washington, and I've been watching posts from, you know, um, um, the Wizards and some other, you know, communities out there waiting for people to have, like, even the smallest support for Danny Avargi, you know, who is the only Jewish player in the NBA. Somebody has got to stand up in the NBA and just be like, we support Danny, you know, because what's happening is wrong. What Kyrie did is wrong. Like none of that, man. And it's starting to get frustrating. And, and you know, the area that we live in, it's, it's not, you know, people are very upset and, you know, they should be. And what the, it took so long for the Brooklyn Nets to do anything that it's just, it's piss poor. You know, now, now you've got, it's crazy, man. Seriously. Like, what the fuck? You fire a coach instead of suspending a player for the stupid shit he did. Instead of the stupid shit he did. Like, now he's suspended for five games, but people in Brooklyn are saying that he's not going to come back and play for them. It seems and, like it's a open-ended suspension, right? Yeah. And and I, I don't I don't know how it's going to play out, but I my support is for Danny. You know, my support is is with him during this time as being the only jewish player in the nba and and we need to as a community of, of nba fans stand up for him because what Kyrie did and what he said is absolutely wrong and you know like we saw it happen with with leonard uh and he said some crazy stuff anti-semitic stuff too and he's no longer playing in the nba because of it like Kyrie fucked up man and it's it's just really really irritating that adam silver didn't adam silver right yeah yeah adam silver didn't do anything to do this except oh yeah well we're meeting with Kyrie, and that uh, quote unquote apology wasn't enough and all of a sudden Kyrie gets suspended five games without pay and all of a sudden he comes up with a really good apology that's fucked up man you didn't give a shit until they took away your pay and that's even more fucked about what you did seems like that's the way the world works though right in the end who does give fucking a fuck stupid. until they it's hits their pocketbook? But you mentioned it, dude. Adam Silver made a statement before the Nets came out and suspended him for five games. Adam Silver's statement was: Kyrie Irving made a reckless decision to post a link to a film containing deeply offensive anti-Semitic material. While we appreciate the fact that he agreed to work with the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League to combat anti-Semitism. In other forms of discrimination, I am deeply disappointed that he has not offered an unqualified apology and more specifically denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. In full disclosure, I have to say, I haven't watched the film. I don't know what's in it. All I know is that people continue to say that it's deeply offensive and I'll take the commissioner's word on that. Obviously, Kyrie has a different opinion. And he disagreed with the idea that he should have to apologize because of different things. He had some different 
we'll call it mental gymnastics that he played to avoid, you know, addressing it directly. And so here we are. Um, I just want to say, personally, I can't think of anything that is equivalent to what what's happening right now. Um, like you mentioned Leonard in the past, but like, this is different because this is like a slow rolling situation. Like when the Leonard thing happened, it was like, bam, bam, game over. Yeah, he was out. Right. Kyrie, it's five games today. How long is it going to be tomorrow? Look, we don't know. We don't know if this apology is enough. We don't know if the Nets organization is willing to accept him back. This isn't <laughs> what they want. They want to be. This seems like the the end. I is think it it's bye the bye final KD? nail. I mean, it's the final nail of this this whole experiment with KD and Kyrie, right? I mean, it was it was an experiment. Players, you know, run the organization. Let's just see what All happens. Right. All right, everything gets blown up. KD gets out of there, right? Kyrie gets traded to the Lakers for a song, okay? Because the only team that wants him is the Lakers. So Kyrie goes joins the Lakers. You got KD. Joining a team, let's say the Pelicans, because they have enough assets to trade for him. All right. Ben Simmons, because they got to get assets. Ben Simmons, where are he going? Where is he going? Is is he a player that we look at that we say, hmm, another playmaker? Or are we staying clean of that? We always. I, I want Ben Simmons on our team. We always bring Ben Simmons up for the Thunder trade. But in the end, We'll see. Obviously, the Thunder have a stockpile of picks. Do they think that this is well, the year the reason, that they want to cash in on some of them? I don't know. But the reason that, that we take Ben Simmons and we talk about Ben Simmons, Mark, and the reason that that's, it's something that's valuable to talk about is because it's not going to be expensive for Ben. And bringing Ben to Oklahoma City where he doesn't have the loud noises going on is only going to help his career. Oh, and by the way, we've got the best shooting coach in the NBA. He's young enough. I mean, it would be interesting for He's sure. Only twenty four or twenty five, man. Right. He's Shay's age. But who knows? Know, let's, dude, like... let's let's talk a little bit about. We got um. This is interesting. We got Luka Doncic. All right. He's off to a hell of a start. Insane. Unlike anything we've seen in the last sixty, six zero, sixty no, years. Michael Jordan came off big one time like this. Well, I know what you're saying, but here you go. You ready? Luka Doncic, first since Wilt Chamberlain with 7.30 points, point games to open the season. Wow. There you go. It's been wow. 60 years since the NBA has seen a season opening scoring streak like Luka Doncic sizzling start. I'm reading right now. Doncic has scored at least 30 points in each of the Dallas Mavericks' first seven games. All right, this just repeats it. But it says in the 1962-67 season, that's when um, – Chamberlain did it, and he also he's known for being a pretty good player, I think, right? I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, just just a little bit. But he did it. <laughs> it was the first time he did it, but he had done it. It's been accomplished three previous times. Two times by Chamberlain and one by Jack Twayman. That's the first time I've heard his name, I think. But um, Does he play like for like 1950s or something like that, 1940s? I don't know. Anyway, I got that that Wilt Chamberlain autograph. Nice, bro. I know you got one too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Bill I got Russell, Wilt right. Chamberlain. I don't know what that's worth, but I know when we got it, it was worth a few hundred. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about some other shit. Um, we got you want the good news or the bad news first? 
Give it to me sideways, baby. All right. Um, we got Kansas suspends Bill Self for four games for infractions that were related to the FBI investigation that brought down so many people. But it seems like Bill Self got off pretty cheap for it with a four-game suspension. What do you – does that – what's going on anymore? Like now they have image and likeness deals – I, I just feel like where we're suspending people based on old rules that well, nobody follows I, anymore. I think, I think Kansas was fucking smart about it. They recognized and smelt was on the horizon. If they just waited long enough, though, it could be only a four-game suspension versus a whole season. Or Yeah, or worse. Some people, I think, got fired for this deal, right? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, bro, fired, careers got ruined, players got like thrown out, essentially. Yeah, man, this is... What the fuck is FBI doing investigating this shit? It, it, was, it was a mess. It was a mess, dude. Because the federal bureau of investigations like to put their hands in shit for no reason, bro. Well, it kind of reminds me of that whole like, don't stick your hand here. <laughs> well, you remember that like scandal with like Lori Loughlin from Full House, like the college admission scandal. Like, yes, I I just saw the other day that one of the guys that got convicted with that committed suicide, and he was like a successful producer and stuff. And I'm like, they ruined so many lives, and I get that they wanted to make a point. But it just, it, it's like, was that really what needed to happen to every single person who was involved in that? Like, it, like he went to prison for like six months and he got out, but he could never get his life back. Anyway, we'll move on, dude. We'll move on. All right. So the Snyder family has hired Bank of America Securities to explore selling the commanders. How do you feel? Like you mentioned, bro, you're in that D.C. community. How do you feel about this rumor? Rumor? News? I don't know what it is, but I'm reading. Uh, bro, uh, all he's doing right now is stalling the inevitable. That's it. I mean, he's getting a, a bank in, involved to find out what the assets are worth and blah, 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 blah. Like, he's just stalling. Motherfucker is going to take forever to make a decision. And finally, when he dies, eventually his team will be passed on. But, I mean, I, I could be wrong here, but I mean... I guess the commissioner could be putting pressure on him saying, if you don't sell, I'm going to take the team, you know, and, and maybe he does have to sell. And if he does have to sell, he gets, am I, am I correct with this? Is that, you know, he's allowed to pick the people that, you know, vetted and then the NFL has to make a decision on those players or those uh, owners. So, I mean, there could be a moment where his hands are really, really tied on who he's allowed to pick as the next owner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't even know what to say about it, dude. I don't know what to say at all. I just think. It's I just wish that they had a better name than the Commanders. Yeah, I mean, they really he really fucked them over with that one right on the way out. Um, he, the end of his um time, not as not as bad. But I, I was telling my kids the other day about, um, you know, John Stewart, right? John Stewart back when he was on the Daily Show, and then. Somehow we got on to Rob Ford. Now, do you remember Rob Ford? He was the crack-smoking mayor of Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I like that dude. Rob Ford is dead now. Died in 2016. What? But I, I was showing them some videos of him like denying smoking crack and then admitting smoking crack. And yeah. um, I looked up. You know, his brother, Doug, took over, right? For Rob. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, well, Doug continued in politics now. Doug wow. is now the, um, whatever, the head of the whole... Um, Providence of Ontario. 
Like wow. he continued his his rise up. So good for him. Yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, there's some there's some good Rob Ford clips, and so I'm gonna make sure I include a little bit of a, a link there for everybody to to watch Rob Ford at his finest. And he's we always, miss Rob he's Ford. A good spirits, man. Yeah, we miss him. <laughs> Obviously, you know he'd Super get crazy up whenever he would drink too much. But who doesn't get crazy when they drink too much? No, not all of us are mayors of cities, but in the end, or I'm definitely not gonna toss the first stone. Man, that new Hulu show, bro. What one? The uh, one about Liberty University's uh, mm. um, president that liked to see his wife get fucked by pool boys. Falwell Jr. Falwells. That's right. Good shit, bro. It's worth watching because... You watching that, you... dude? Oh, yeah. I watched that. 100% watch. What's it called, man? I don't know. It's on Hulu. And just put Tell far, me something about well. it while I look it up. Because... Dude, it's just great because here you are ahead and he's like everywhere he goes he has a glass and he's drinking his watered down you know whatever drink it was and he's always slurring his words and no one's calling him out for it or anything god forbid yeah like he's just being him and then all of a sudden yeah his wife likes the pool boy and he's totally cool with it look so i get it you know what i mean but once again not all of us are chancellors or whatever he was heads of giant universities and you know, it's we've all His been there where we wanted it. to have our wives get fucked by the pool boy, right? Or am I, all right, <laughs> but like, okay, I, I get what you're saying, but like, if you go back to how Liberty University and you know, like how it was started and all that stuff, man, it's crazy. And it talks about it in this episode, like, it's crazy that like you, you see this insane way of thinking, and you know. I don't know, man. Like Mark and I were, we were part of a very Christian organization when we were growing up, and God forbid we got rid of that shit. Um, with all due respect to anybody that's Christian out there, because if you guys were part of a, a organization like we were, I, I guarantee you, going into a church doors would be the last thing that you would want to do. And you see stuff like this that happen at Liberty University or all over churches, where it's like the pastor sleeping with, you know, uh, um, this secretaries and you know assistant pastors round away with this person and it's all over and it's just like yeah well that's why we don't go to churches so we can't be let down by the pastors dude i went to that that one church one time in in colorado springs where the pastor was smoking meth and sleeping oh with yeah the, um with the masseuses that would bring him meth or whatever however he did it um yeah having a fun time yeah, I mean, you know, on God's we'll dime just, is that what we'll they just would say, call? Shit happens, bro. You know what I mean? Shit They're happens. Just partying on God's dime. Yeah, I mean, that ten percent, baby. We're all humans, right? We're all fallible. We're all capable of making mistakes. And some of the people are just like the stories are so awesome that we just get to keep telling them because it was like such a spectacular fall from grace, as we call it. I don't know. As we call do. it whatever you want. Call it whatever the fuck you want. We don't call it anything. We've seen a lot of situations, falls from whatever, for Kyrie. Now, we don't know how far the pit is, how deep he's going to fall before he hits bottom. You know, it seems like he's been on a mission to be a martyr from Hmm. everything he's done. And 
when you can't see where how far this is going to go down, I just wonder at this point, is this it for him? Is this because you know at the at some point you have to hit rock bottom, right? But there's Absolutely. something about people who believe they're martyrs. Okay. Like, where is rock bottom? Well, you know what I mean. Sure. Like it's different. It's different with martyrs. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they just accept this this role and then they they walk away from the game. And he'll we'll look back and say, yeah, he's got the skills to play in the game, but who's going to give him a chance? I haven't read his apology. It might be heartfelt. It might be sincere. It might be like. Does hey, it look, matter though? After it, it came out for a suspension. It matters for what's going to happen next. It really does. Okay. I mean, if. I'm not saying anybody has to accept it, right? But if his apology does not come across as sincere or, as the commissioner said, unqualified, hmm. right, then it's going to be hard for him to get his next contract. Sure. I don't know a single place in the NBA that is open to bigotry. Yeah, and – yeah, and – I guess, I guess, as an ordained minister, dude, the church of the, <laughs> from the dude, from the church of the dude, the church um, of the dude. <laughs> um, I have to say, it, you that have you have conducted a wedding with that that certification. I have, I have, I have. Um, it wasn't very good because I opened the entire uh, um, church thing, and when the uh, the father brought uh, it was Sharla brought her down to the. Uh, to Matt and I was really nervous. The air conditioner had gone out. I'm in this, you know, suit, three piece suit, just sweating through everything. And uh, I looked at, you know, the Mister, and I said, "Who gives this man?" Yep. And that and was the how whole I started place, it. And the whole place laughed, and then took a deep breath and relaxed. It was the most yeah. <laughs> amazing feeling because up to that point, like you said, it was hot, it was sticky. And look, like like nothing anybody could do about it, because like right before the wedding, this go gone. All right, now we're all like, let's just you know make the most of it, and everybody be comfortable as you can under these conditions. And then, like you broke the ice, bro, and it was it was amazing, dude. It was it was the most amazing experience to suddenly realize that at that point nothing else could really it could go wrong. Well. There was two things against me at that moment, all right? And I want to say that this this is Brian and Luke Hodges' fault, by the way. Let's just put that out there, okay? I was nervous, right? You came in and helped me kind of get my, like, thoughts together because, like, you know, for whatever reason, I was having trouble getting everything together. And Brian and Luke come in, and they're like, hey, man, we got some whiskey. Here's some shots. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll calm me down. Shot, 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 shot. And I don't, I don't drink a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. not like one of those guys that like to like, like at that time, like to drink whiskey. And I just kind of underplayed exactly how much it was going to affect me. And I was like, bro. whoa, you ate two it, shots bro. of whiskey. I was like, Poof. I mean, I could have done a couple of joints and been fine, but man, whiskey at that point in my life, I was just like, like crawling to the altar and being like, okay, I got to make this as quick as possible. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it, it was awesome, bro. And then at, at the end of the wedding, my my nephew who was living with me, who's now going to school up in New Hampshire, high fived the groom on the way out, and it just like to me, it, I felt like everything was just like that. It was a chill, fun environment, bro. 
It was like Pastor the Dave's was... wedding memories. That's I just wrote that down so everybody would know what to, to what to stick around for because <laughs> it was some good shit, bro. And it and then later fun. on for Brian's wedding, remember um I was with Matt who yeah. we were at the other wedding and we stopped at the liquor store when they were oh, counting yeah. down four three we're like at the liquor store checking out show up with a bottle of jaeger and take shots. jaeger and everybody's like can't hang out with we our were friends waiting jaeger. for you we were waiting for you and i'm like i didn't feel like now, you were waiting for us now there's two stories yeah. with this mark and Lu- or mark and matt come flying in the door and they hand us and everybody gets a good like swig out of it now uh i recall that there was another person that took a swig that nobody else really recalls. A man of the cloth, do you think? A man of the cloth. Now, am I right by that, or is I I'm misunderstanding the situation because I remember the man of the cloth getting past the bottle and then putting the top on and be like, "Let's do this." Okay. Like that's what I remember. But I I mean, again, I was already maybe, eleven o'clock. Maybe and you I was were having trashed. an out of body of experience because you yourself already admitted that you are a man of the cloth of some cloth. <laughs> the dude's robe, anyway. But. Um, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. But I'll say this: like, I was fucking hammered. Like, I know we were so drunk that entire trip. We had drank all the other bottles. That's why we needed to stop and get the Jaeger. And it it was it was a gnarly situation. Like, as far as like trying to keep your you know your shit together Dude, while you're standing up in as, front of everybody. As know? long as you started drinking at eight o'clock with the, the group of the guys, like the hangover from the night before didn't matter. That's one thing I learned. But it. It, it's, it piles up. And then we end up with a story like the way <laughs> you ended up getting home, which was you um, you didn't get out of the bathroom when they were landing the flight because you were puking so much, which I have to say that's the only time I've ever heard of them do it, like, Dude, like going ahead and landing that, anyway. But I forgot my luggage. Yeah, that's true. At, at, the, at the house. I forgot my luggage. Yeah, I had to have house. John ship it back to it yeah. to me on, on a train. Yeah. And then I went to go pick up my luggage at the train station, and I forgot my wallet with the train conductor. Yeah, dude, it was a fucked up situation. Like there is no. That's why. There's no winning. That's why alcohol really it's it's really less important <laughs> than most people think in having like a good time. That's I mean I know a lot of people are probably you know turning us off right now. They're like we don't we don't care about your stupid opinion about drinking. But I have found when you're with your friends, you're gonna have a good time no matter what. So the less headaches, the better. And we killed it, so many kegs. Oh my for god! Brian's bro. wedding. Anyway, well, I remember oh, they could be like, drink, drink the beer, drink the beer. We gotta drink the, we gotta float the keg. So we floated the keg, bro. There was so much drinking. Listen, I love a good three-day party, but there's a reason that I do a three-day party like once every few years. So Dude, I'm pretty sure we just pissed off everybody we know. Um, anybody <laughs> else <laughs> wants to not tell your your stories then? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but thanks for listening to all of our good times, bro. We got we got a a nice run here of wins for the Thunder. We're gonna get back at it, bro. We're gonna get back at it. But this is gonna be a tough game coming up. Um, the Bucks. All right. So all we gotta do is play like we did in the third quarter, the first, second, third, and fourth quarter, and we got a chance. Yeah, dude. And overtime if we need it. And we need it. All right. Well, thanks <laughs> for joining us, everybody. We will see you soon.